lovely. This is Lauren Zavlunov, your host of Recode Your Frequency, a podcast for visionaries, creatives, and soul-led business owners to step powerfully into conscious creation. Here's where you get to explore high-frequency living, soul-aligned business, and embodiment of your highest truth. I am obsessed with helping you create massive shifts in frequency and jump timelines to your dreams. Let's dive in. Hello, loves, and welcome. Oh boy, do I have a super special episode for you today. This one is a little different. Okay, it's a lot different, but I just did a powerful as hell live stream inside the Energy Incubator. That's my free community. And it was something that came to me as this huge download one night. And I had to get up out of bed and literally take notes on this. So today, those of you who know and love the movie Labyrinth, yes, I am talking about the 1980s film with David Bowie, you will absolutely love this episode. If you do not know this movie, make sure to watch it before listening. It will be so worth it. And this episode won't make a whole lot of sense if you haven't seen it before. So because my work is in frequency, personal and spiritual growth and application to quantum business growth as well, shadow is something that comes up a lot. So you can call it lots of different things. You can call it shadow, uh, the elements and energy that can unconsciously rule us. The things that create illusion that has us, um, you know, holding back from, from reaching our highest outcomes in life, in business, things that are, uh, perhaps getting in the way of those quantum leaps and those manifestations or conscious creations, if you will. So I am sharing my live stream on the myths of shadow and spirituality as revealed through the movie labyrinth. Okay, here we go. I want to explain something to you through the lens of this movie that is going to blow your fucking mind. Okay. It blew my mind when it came out for me, it was super powerful. And you know, if you haven't caught wind of it yet, there will be a new and really powerful way to work with me coming soon. This is all connected. It's already related. Uh, maybe you've heard the call already. Um, now it, it actually isn't for everyone, but you will know if this resonates with you. Okay. So you'll know if, if you've been, uh, doing the spiritual work and you're still frustrated as hell and you keep hearing the word shadow and shadow work everywhere and you've got questions. Um, if you've been trying to build your business or expand it on a more powerful level, make those quantum leaps and it's feeling slow as hell, or it's just not quite aligned. Um, this is for you. Okay. Hey, Carrie, good to see you love. So I see a lot of those on the path, whether it is in their daily energy, creating their legacy in their life and, uh, and business as well, really struggling with this kind of like information overload that happens out there. And we're going to be talking more in depth around a lot of these topics around energy and shadow intuition, shifting consciousness, but to warm up, to warm up here, I have a little tale to tell. 
little tale to tell. You guys ready? Let me know. Uh, send me some uh, some love emojis, something going on there. I want to see that you guys are ready for this and psyched. We're going to jump right in. We're going to jump right into this. So I'm not going to go into the entire movie of The Labyrinth. So if you've watched it, it, this will make sense to you. Even if you watched it a long time ago, you'll remember. I'm just going through like some of the stuff that I remembered. Um, and it may clear up a shit ton of myth. Okay, around why you, you know, you've been wanting to quantum leap, why uh, you've been stuck in the same patterns, why you have, in essence, like, haven't, in essence, uh, reached the center of your own labyrinth and your own truth. Okay, or sometimes you feel like you've covered you've covered it, like you've worked on it, you've covered it, and, um, you know, the same damn thing just pops up again, just in a different area. Right? When you begin to see this, you realize there have been some common pitfalls okay, that you've been falling into um, on your life path and in your business. Because once again, energy is all the same. It's all the same, right? It's everywhere. And I, I help you guys with both. I love it. Seeing the emojis. Beautiful. So here we go. The myth of shadow and spiritual work as revealed through the labyrinth. Um, you guys ready for this? Uh, so... Can you do like David Bowie gifts? Can you do gifts on a live stream? I don't think I've ever really. Anyway, if you can do David Bowie gifts, give me some David Bowie gifts or gifs or however you want to say it. Um, okay, so you have in the labyrinth the main character. The main character is Sarah, right? Uh, she's a teen who is kind of like all up in her head with fantasy, reading her books, right, memorizing the words of these books. That's kind of how the movie starts, if you guys remember. Um, very much like how we begin on this journey, right? <laughs> I love it, Desiree. Um, so this is very much how we begin on this journey ourselves, right? Kind of innocent, unaware, in our heads, a lot, reading, listening, uh, fantasizing, even parroting to a degree. Um, and the premise is that she is, uh, she unwillingly has to babysit her, her baby brother. And in her annoyance, uses the words from this book she's reading to basically cast a spell, call the Goblin King in to take her baby brother away, right? So to her surprise, he does. The Goblin King comes, he does. Baby brother disappears and she's told that she needs to, um, you know, beat time, right? To find him. She only has a certain amount of time to find him uh, at the Goblin King's castle in the center of the labyrinth, okay? Okay, so the labyrinth itself is like a portal, a center. If she reaches it, it is the goal, right? The center, the self, so to speak, it is where she eventually ends up. It is a symbol, the labyrinth is a symbol used since ancient times to represent the subconscious and the journey towards the self, right? I could have an entire session just on this, but we're not gonna do that. Of course, there are many dead ends to this labyrinth. You guys remember these parts, right? Um, I will tie this all in on how most are actually working on uh, spiritual work and shadow work. Um, but can you start seeing even just some of the parallels of like, oh, this this journey, right? How this could actually parallel a spiritual journey, right? So this is why we are called to these stories because a lot of them really, um, 
they impact us in a way because they they call to these kind of um, you know archetypes and uh, ways that we perceive and see the world. And so storytelling is really really powerful. So we have Sarah, an innocent like so many, she wants to change her reality, right? First, she wants to believe in another world, and then when she's presented with the actual thing, the labyrinth and the Goblin King, like holy shit, it's terrifying, right? It's terrifying. So okay, he's kind of hot too, but um, because it's David Bowie, but keep your head on straight for a little bit. Okay. Bear with me. Um, <laughs> because we're going to get into that too, because the shadow also can be so alluring, right? Um, okay. So Sarah, she wants to shift her reality, become, uh, in, in essence, master of time. She's got to beat time because the clock is running out and the goblin king plays with time, right? Uh, she cries constantly that it's not fair, right? Which is the child and the victim in all of us believing that something else dictates our lives. And once again, whole other live stream. Now she wants her brother back and she wants to reach this heart of the labyrinth, right? Where in essence, she discovers the self. Okay. You guys all with me? Let me know. I'm going to take a sip here. Let me know. You guys with me. Awesome, Desiree. Beautiful. So we all want to, that's why you're here, right? We all want to reach the center of the labyrinth. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here right now. And, you know, just some are willing to take more risks and, um, and peril than others. Some are willing to go deeper and face more. But this is the universal theme, isn't it? Right? And so it was almost like the universe is like, oh, oh yeah, you want your brother back? You want to go to the center? Cool. How much? How badly? How strong are you to do so? Right? <clears throat> so along the way, she is tested. She is tested by some fantastical characters, right? some incredible tricks, illusions, trials, like utter nonsense, crazy, dangerous characters, right? And in our own spiritual journey, this is what happens all the damn time. Okay, so first myth to uncover here. And the myth here is actually that because these things are happening, something's out of alignment. So many people interpret when shit hits the fan, when they are being tested in their journey, when they have listened to their intuition and they know what they truly want, and then something goes sideways, they interpret it as something is wrong, right? That because all the spiritual peeps online say everything is ease and everything is in alignment, right? If you're feeling ease, that's it, that's flow, right? That if your journey is difficult, that somehow it isn't in alignment. I'm not saying that everything needs to be a struggle either, but there's here's the myth here that I want to really uncover, okay? She's going to the center, center of the labyrinth. Do you think that shit is going to be easy, <laughs> right? For those of you who just jumped in, make sure you watch the beginning of this. Um, so she is going to the center of the labyrinth. Is that going to be easy, right? So the moment someone gets tested in a spiritual sense, the moment pressure is put on a, uh, a new boundary or a new standard that is set, the moment they feel pushback, so many immediately believe that this isn't the path, something's out of alignment, and then they stop. 
And then they find themselves going in circles looking for the next thing to try on, the next meditation, the next tool, the next guru, the next system. Right, you guys with me? I see this in business so, so much. It isn't working or, oh shit, they lose clients or it gets hard and then they look to the next strategy, they look to the next tool, they mess with their website, they adjust their offer because maybe that isn't the right one, right? Does that make sense? So we keep going back to the current paradigm in, in the, the light work worlds um, of how to like do shadow work. And this is where it becomes so clear and it just keeps going with the story and I'll explain. We're going to get into it. Um, okay. So she has many trials, right? I, I mean, I could probably look into each and every one of them. Like my mind was exploding. I could probably look into every one of them and pulled out, pull out a golden nugget, <laughs> but we'd be here forever. So what I want to point out is, is just the basics, right? That she's tested many times in her journey, right? And there are so many times when she is, um, so confident that she knows. Do you guys remember some of those um, those points in the movie? She's so, so confident. Do you remember there are times when she's like, oh yeah, I got this. And yeah, this, is, this isn't so hard after all when she figures something out. See, this is easy and I know the way and I'm totally getting the hang of this, right? Right? Okay. Times where she's um, presented with an option and she believes that that it's so clear about choosing which character to follow or character to listen to or which character to not listen to, um, which to ignore, right? Which um, are actually shadow, but I digress. Um, so a lot of people feel this way about their shadow work. And like even those who, who teach it, I certainly did in the past. So she's like, yes, of course, I've got it. She's got confidence, right? And then boom, she falls into a pit, <laughs> right? She finds herself in a dungeon or she listens to a member, uh, you know, joining her on the journey, like Huggle, right? Uh, who often represents Shadow itself at times because he's, he's still torn, right? Listening to the Goblin King and trying to be a friend to her, right? So at, at, at times he actually acts as an ill advisor. So you see, she is actually listening to the voices of shadow and completely doesn't even realize it. She's thinking that she's figured it out. She's taking advice from those shadow voices like all the time, right? And it's like so many who dive into this work, even though they think they're listening to their intuition, um, they're merely reacting to outside circumstances, right? Something happens, then I react, right? Um, or they listen to their intuition as far as it takes them in their comfort zone. As long as it makes sense, they believe that they're listening to and basing their current actions on intuition. <laughs> yeah, I love how you guys were com like coming up with all these scenes, right? So you, you can go, go to town with this. Um, absolutely. So, because for one thing, okay, um, they haven't made the shadow fully conscious. They think they have, they think they've identified, but they haven't because shadow can be super sneaky and they think they've identified the shadow, um, but they don't actually understand all of the voices when it speaks. They interpret it as safety, as friendly, as helpful, and can it, it can really be a challenge. I totally get it to find the voice of truth in this, 
right? They do this in life when making decisions about their job, right? I'm talking about us. <laughs> you know, they do this in life, uh, making decisions, uh, job, relationships, um, boundaries. They do this in business by making like logical choices, safe choices, the strategy, the investments, right? So this knowing but not being fully conscious is tripping them up on all levels, just like Sarah, okay? And what happens? What happens when we're like stuck in this endless cycle? More shadow and more shadow work. It, like they just get stuck in this endless cycle of just keeping doing the work. So think of the labyrinth, right? Think of the dead ends. Think of the dungeons, the pits. And sometimes Sarah ends up exactly where she began. Or totally off the path. And this is what a lot of people perpetuate in the mainstream spiritual practices. I've seen so much of this in the, you know, the spiritual Facebook groups, the personal growth space, Facebook groups. Someone wants to do shadow work. Someone wants to quantum leap in their life and business. Someone wants to manifest and it becomes this like carbon copy answer. Anytime someone asks it, uh, they say, oh, give it time or love on your shadow or listen to it or, um, reactivate your processing mechanism, whatever the hell that is. I'm seriously, this is what I have heard somebody just say, <laughs> just, just say, <laughs> um, you know, integrate and harmonize with your shadow, be one with it, give it attention. Okay. So there's like a lot to unpack here and I'm not going to go into all of that all right now, but it's how it relates to this discussion, right? So it, it's that Sarah and her journey and thinking and knowing and still falling into the dungeons and, and, you know, and the bog of eternal stench, like a million times, like over and over, right? Like that's the movie. That's the like endless shadow work that people keep doing. Yes, Desiree, <laughs> just what I said. You get stuck in the bog of eternal stench. So this is the equivalent of doing the shadow work things and just needing to do more work on it. And just ending up with the same patterns, the same struggles, the same triggers, the same issues, sometimes in the same place. Um, sometimes it just pops up in a different place, right? So she thinks she knows and she blindly goes through. But the bottom line is what I'm trying to say here is that it isn't solved, it isn't resolved, it isn't annihilated. So if you're really honest with yourself, and you keep seeing the same struggle pop up, pop up in you know different areas. If you're you're still triggered by the same shadows, you haven't actually resolved it. And this goes for the things that you see in your life, but also the patterns you see in your business too. And this is why I love helping business owners as well because this is when you do this work, like your posts go viral. When you follow that crazy intuitive hit, then clients just freaking message you. When you release an old pattern sales come from nowhere or an idea for just like an epic offer or a live stream <laughs> just freaking drops in your lap. Okay. And so people get stuck in this endless cycle of healing and endless cycle of shadow work. Cause you're always working on it. You always could be working on it, right? Endless falling into those pits and dungeons. Like Sarah ending up right where she began. During her travels, she's faced with a ton of illusion. So do you guys remember that point in the movie where she forgets and um, she believes that she's back home in her room and 
there's like this old trash lady trying to convince her that she's home, she's okay, look here are your toys, she's safe, right? But it's entirely an illusion. That old lady is like another voice of shadow, right? We all have that old lady too. <laughs> We've got that old trash, trash lady in there. So this is where many are at right now, stuck in this illusion, right? But this illusion is easily shattered. Okay, so let's go where everyone wants to go right now, the Goblin King. <laughs> All right, so in a way, the idea of the spiritual journey and 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 shadow even is kind of sexy, right? Um, it's kind of like a thing now, but no one actually wants to like go there, like like really go there. Um, and travel through the bog of eternal stench, you know, because one wrong move, right? <laughs> but the Goblin King, who also can be revealed as shadow, can be like really sexy and really elusive, right? He can be captivating, right? Just like the idea of shadow work, just like the shadow parts of ourselves. And there are so many approaches to shadow work, some that have you like really digging into how much you, um, how much can you love those dark, juicy parts of yourself? Um, some that show you, you know, what they are through awareness. Some tell you to integrate it and that can help and get you a bit closer. Yes. Um, but it doesn't like annihilate it. It doesn't remove it. It doesn't get to the absolute root. Is that making sense? So these are all just pieces of this larger puzzle. So the Goblin King has like set these hurdles, right? The trials and in essence has created the game. He's determined the time she has to do it in. All shadow dictating here with uh, actually a slice of serious magic, but we'll <laughs> get into that. Um, because any at any time you can actually turn your shadow into magic. Just like you can bend time, you can collapse time, you can jump into the quantum. And at one point, Sarah even gets to dance with the Goblin King, right? And it isn't a coincidence that it is at a masquerade ball. Masks, hidden, unseen, right? You don't know who's who and who to trust and nothing is as it seems. So she dances with him and, um, you know, rightly so, I guess, gets caught up in it, <laughs> right? Um, like what so many actually recommend to do. They're actually recommend getting caught up in it when it comes to shadow work. Like befriend the shadow, accept it, love it, right? That sounds nice, doesn't it? Especially when it's in the form of David Bowie. But let's look at it in the frame of the labyrinth here, okay? She gets to hang with the Goblin King and I'm sure it's super nice. But is she any closer to reaching the center? Yes or no? No, right? She thinks she's befriending the power here, the shadow, but yet it's another illusion. She isn't closer to getting to the core of herself, the center of the labyrinth, or, or getting her brother back, right? And this, this is what literally woke me out of bed the other day to write this shit down. Um, because I saw how I could clarify this all for you guys. I saw how the story was like this perfect vessel. This right here, the fact that she is enamored with the shadow, the shadow work, the endless cycle, the addiction to healing and personal growth and her dark side and like whatever else, right? But she has not actually completed the journey. 
She's not actually fully smashed the illusion or reached the goal. She's not fully shifted consciousness. So many out there are just dancing with the Goblin King. They may be happy and think this is it. They made it. <laughs> they friended the shadow um, or not when the illusion breaks, but this is far as far as the work goes for most. They are just dancing with the Goblin King. It's hot. I know, but it's illusion. <laughs> okay. And this is where I help my clients go. This is where I help them shift deeper. Because when you break through the illusion, it all becomes so damn clear. You see your power, you see your connection, um, frustration falls away. So back to Sarah, because I know I've got like five minutes left. Oh my God. Um, so back to Sarah, she snaps out of a dream though, right? She snaps out of that dream. She realizes it. it's an illusion because the voice of the Goblin King has, has lured her, but she smashes this, this masquerade ball, like with the chair and everything begins like falling into this weightless abyss, right? She shatters the mirror around her. The masked faces disappear and she breaks the spell, right? That's, that's one of the times she smashes the illusion. Not the final time. So maybe this is a place where many of you are craving to be like breaking the spell in your business, breaking the patterns in your life, breaking the rules of reality and time, shattering the illusion that you can't fully see. Then this is where you want to go. Now, Sarah, she can, uh, she can then continue the real quest right after she's broken this illusion. She gets to go deeper. And what she eventually finds is what? Yeah, okay, her, her her baby brother, right? But she finds her 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 truth and her power. How does she fully break the spell and come to the center of the labyrinth? And she's faced with the greatest illusions at the end, isn't she? Right? Like the greatest illusions. All those like remember the all those stairways and all those paths, right? Just like there are so many paths and so many directions and so many distractions for you. And if you guys remember at the end, the Goblin King even tries to lure her with his own like confession of love, right? He's like saying, join me, right? He's asking her, join me, love me, let me rule you. He literally says that, right? Can you see now? Can you guys see now? Let me know. Are your, are your minds like exploding right now? Tell me what's going on. So can you guys see this? So much talk of his is join me, right? Sit with that a second. And if you've done shadow work before, this is what is spoken a hell of a lot of. Uh, this is actually what you're being encouraged to do. Join it. Now, of course, when we make something separate from ourselves, it becomes other. And part of the journey is to actually recognize that, you know, we've bonded to it, uh, recognize we've been going along with the illusion, sure. And these are different aspects of ourselves, but it is in the journey to completion. That is the first step. That's just one of the steps. So at the very end of her journey, she gets her brother back. She gets to leave the illusion of the magical world. And so how does she break the spell completely for good? And you guys know this fam famous, right? Um, quote, let's not even get into like 
at the time when she's breaking this pattern, like that he's dressed in white at that very moment in the movie, like he's dressed as light. Uh, he turns into an owl for fuck's sake. Like that's, a, it's a, uh, a symbol of spiritual wisdom, right? The biggest illusion. He's like trying to be like light, right? This is how illusion kind of tricks you. Yeah. And she begins to recite this powerful poem and he says, wait, stop, stop. Look at my crystal ball. I'm offering you. I'm offering you your dreams, right? This is like the last ditch attempt that will come up as you do this work. Like, but wait, your dream is really here. Um, don't do this. Don't, don't smash the illusion, right? Your shadow may say, um, what, what will my friends say? Oh, this isn't safe. Oh, I don't have enough money to do that. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Oh, you, I mean, you're going to lose your clients or, or no one's going to buy that, right? So he says, I ask for so little, just let me rule you and you can have everything you want. That's what he says. And yeah, you guys are saying it. If you know the movie, this is the line that comes in that you will most be, be able to recall the most famous line. And it resonates because it resonates with a deep freaking part of you because some part of you really knows, right? So when he's trying all his tricks of illusions on her and he actually forgets the last line, the most powerful, and, and uh, she forgets that last line, the powerful and potent one, right? The one that's actually going to break the spell. And she's like, damn, I always forget that line. Um, and that's been the thread from the beginning of the movie, right? She's reciting from her storybook in the beginning and keeps forgetting that last line to break the spell. But she finally realizes it and says, and you can tell she doesn't just say it. I want you guys to find this freaking clip today, okay? She doesn't just say it. It isn't an empty affirmation. She says it and she knows it. Like she knows it finally. Like watch that scene, okay? The pure knowing, oh my God, she embodies it finally. She remembers her deep truth. You have no power over me. Chills, you guys feel that? <laughs> the end of the journey, she has essentially smashed and obliterated the shadow. Knowing that the shadow, the dark, the struggle, the things outside of ourselves, the outside circumstances have no power over you. Stepping fully into this power crushes illusion. When you finally see shadow and transmute it, when you finally step into your power, nothing truly has power over you. Not your triggers, not your family, not your business, not what other people do or say online, not your past, not your wounds, not your strategy, not the current state of business these days, not even your shadows, okay? So do you guys see? The endless struggle comes from the endless seeking, the voices of illusion that have been leading you through these dead ends. I know because I've been there following those voices until I shattered them. And this work is finally ready to come out for you loves. So do you want to be able to determine what those, those illusions are? See them like clear as day and know your next steps. Trust that indeed you are the freaking magic that nothing indeed holds power over you. Like get to the center of your labyrinth. Trust fully in your knowing and use this to master your energy, jump timelines, quantum leap in ways that you haven't done before in your life and for those who are in business um, as well. And I kind of have a cherry on top of all this for you loves uh, if you're um, really to help you understand how to do that in your business. Not watch the work come to you in like drips and drabs, not watch, um, you know, but like watch flow, overflow, become magnetic, 
spend time, not be bogged down by the busy, be able to show up fully masterfully you, create offers from intuition, have your social media total fire to trust what comes from you to light up those parts of you and be seen, to eliminate the comparisonitis, understand what it means to fully follow soul and do it consistently. So when you understand this, and I hope this metaphor like blew your mind today and is really uh, resonating, let me know if it is. When you understand this and master your energy, um, client attraction is simply a byproduct of you living your full expression, your unique magic. When you go deeper than you have currently traversed and you understand how to identify those illusions, like the specific voices, when you learn how your energy connects to the souls of your dream people, life, business, all the same. And like Sarah, get to remember and speak the spell that breaks the old illusions. We get to the center of the labyrinth. We see truth. Does this all make sense for you guys? So there's a chance to do this with me. I'll be breaking down the magic and the methods of how I went from nothing, uh, throwing away businesses that were thriving, uh, but weren't fully me. Um, they were draining. They have tons of potential. And then after a while, they just became dead weight. And to, to doing this work here and now, bending time, creating from literal chaos. Uh, I created from the rock bottom, darkest point in my life, something that the current manifesting law of attraction paradigm can't make sense of, doesn't actually have space for, but yet I did it. From rock bottom to uh, to business, I'm obsessed with to be able to do live streams like this. Uh, clients, I'm obsessed with tapping into literal magic and making those quantum leaks on the regular. Designing my life, my days in a way that most don't even dream possible. Like setting the highest of standards and creating a legacy. Designing offers from intuition, crazy downloads, soul delivering confidently from my intuition and watching my clients heal without rehashing the past, create wild clarity 